One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a very fishy malicious compliance story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, the malicious compliance that keeps on giving and giving. Several years ago, my wife and I got into a huge, I mean huge, marriage-ending argument over the toilet seat. I'm not a monster and I've mostly always put it down, but sometimes forget as we do. This one day in particular, in the middle of the day, mind you, I forgot and she lost her absolute stuff. I mean a multi-hour long rant. So much, so I took the kids and I left. When I came back, we talked and she yelled, I yelled, divorce was thrown around. I asked if there was someone else, but it was only me always leaving the toilet seat up. When I asked if it was always, her answer was very assuredly yes and that this was my last chance. Next time she was leaving me and taking the kids. So I vowed to do better and not just put the seat down but the lid as well. This is where the malicious part comes to play. About a month passes and I hear an earth shattering angriest freak scream. Well, she started to sit to go pee and started to go before finishing the sit and pee starts splashing all over the place and when her butt makes contact with the lid, it's just splashing and hitting everywhere before she can stop. I'm cracking up, dying laughing, she's pissed, pun intended, just letting loose about why I always put the seat and lid down. Well, I said it is sanitary as when you flush, particles fly into the air. It looks better, and it's equitable because she has to lift and shut the lid now. That did not go over well, but she got over it and the toilet's lid is always down with the seat. Well, yesterday was Cinco de Mayo and we had a few margaritas. She woke up last night and forgot to lift the lid and did the same thing. Backtiming the pee, the splashing, the screaming. I ran into the bathroom, saw what happened again, and just walked back to bed shaking my head and giggling to myself. We had a talk this morning and I reminded her of the argument and me always leaving the seat up. She actually smirked a bit and said, oh yeah, can't wait for this to happen again because I will never leave the seat or lit up again. If you're in a situation where it comes to this kind of argument, where you come to blows on who's wrong here for leaving the toilet seat down or leaving the toilet seat up, 100% the equitable option is to leave both the seat and lid down, both of you. Equal amount of work, if they complain, they're literally asking for special treatment. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, she wanted help, gets these nuts instead. This story takes place 8 years ago when I was a sophomore in high school. Some background, I've always been extremely artistic and put in a lot of effort for any school art project. I've won multiple competitions and whenever the teacher needed to use someone's art project as an example, they would often use mine. I was in no way academically gifted and scraped by most of the time in everything other than art, so I took a lot of pride in being creative, even if it was just drawing a map in history or cell examples in science. Other teens knew me as the chick who's good at art and usually left me alone, except when someone wanted me to do their work. This was one of those times with a girl named Hannah. Hannah was part of the popular crowd and would spend a good portion of class goofing around with the other kids in her group. On a few occasions, I overheard them call me OCD and a tryhard, but always just brushed it off as jealousy. 
the project we were working on was a colored pencil drawing of buildings to show linear perspective. I had drawn two buildings with an alleyway between them leading to another street, and on the wall of the alleyway, I had drawn graffiti of random swirls that were dripping from the bottom in multiple colors. I guess Hannah had seen the graffiti and liked it, because she came up to me with her paper and asked me to put graffiti on the side of one of her buildings too. I said no multiple times, but she kept asking and saying that she wouldn't know how to draw it at an angle, and mine looks so good. Eventually I said fine, and she gave me the paper and tried to walk off, but I stopped her and asked what she wanted graffiti on it. Words or a shape or something specific, but she said she didn't care and then left. After sitting there for a moment wishing I just hadn't agreed, I looked up online photos of graffiti thinking I would just copy a simple one and be done with it. One of the top images was a brick wall with D's nuts spray painted on it and I, feeling a bit petty, decided to go with it. So on the side of her building in dark blue, I drew D's nuts and large graffiti bubble letters, complete with a dripping bottom. Not gonna lie, it looked good, and my friends who were sitting around me thought it was hilarious when I showed them. I went to her seat to give it to her, but she was at another table, hanging out with her friends, so I just left it upside down at her spot and went back to mine. I guess she went back to her seat and saw it because the next thing I knew, our teacher came over to my seat with Hannah in tow. She asked if I'd drawn the graffiti, and when I said I did, she asked why. I explained what happened. That Hannah asked for graffiti, and when I asked what she wants, she said she didn't care. So I went online and saw the D's Nuts photo and went with that. She asked why I specifically wrote D's Nuts, and I got out my phone to show her the image I found online, and that it's not a swear word, so I thought it would be fine. And I specifically asked what she wanted it to say, but she said she didn't care. Hannah didn't say anything and just stood there looking shocked while our teacher looked both amused and disappointed, but eventually just said okay and went back to her desk with Hannah. They talked a little before Hannah went back to where her friends were sitting, not looking my way for the rest of the class period. Nothing really came from this other than Hannah purposely ignoring me in any class we had and some of her girlfriends giving me the side eye whenever they were near me. I'm honestly really impressed that OP had the confidence to go forward with this. There's no way you would catch me riding these nuts on anybody's school project anything. If there's a chance that I can get exposed to the teacher for having written these nuts on the side of something, I wouldn't be taking that chance. Our next story is, sometimes you just do what the customer wants. One of my employees accidentally sent out the wrong item on an internet sale person was more than just pissed. We offered a return at our expense and we'll ship the correct item ASAP and the original shipping would be refunded, but no, that wasn't good enough for this person. Told me I should fire Steve for this. Steve, not his real name, had made a simple mistake and things happened because we were in the busy time of the year. Now, this was two weeks before Christmas and I finally replied to this angry customer, dear customer, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your insistence that action be taken in this case. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I had been building a case to remove Steve from the company for some time, and this helps me seal the deal. You aren't the first person to tell me this. Thanks to your complaint, I have to give to Steve his walking papers. He was very upset. He even cried a little bit and asked after four years how I could be so heartless to fire him two weeks before Christmas and that he was the only source of income for his family with two kids and disabled wife. I simply told him he kissed off the wrong customer. Sorry Steve, but Santa won't be visiting your kids this year. Oh and Steve, sorry but you no longer qualify for your year-end bonus. I think the customer, because his complaint was going to save the company a lot of money, and as a reward I was making his $8 purchase totally free. The customer sent back a very long email where he profusely apologized over and over to the point they must have been crying at the computer while typing it out. They were shocked and stunned I would fire someone just before Christmas and had this attitude that it was a good thing. They literally begged me to hire him back. Well, Steve and I had a good laugh reading what this angry customer wrote. I saved the letter and over the next two years, sent it out twice more. Steve was not only a good employee who was honest and caring, I also considered him a friend. Give the people what they want and suddenly they realize they are the monster they hate the most. So honestly, if I was the customer in this situation, I feel like I'd be able to identify that they were overly selling what they did here. If I was the customer, I would have been like, well that's incredibly unprofessional and none of that was anything I needed to know about. I'd probably reply saying you can't pass the guilt off on me and that I would like leave reviews detailing what they did and how unprofessional they were in dealing with me, the customer, who did get their order messed up. Our next story is, you want to hear me call out? Got it boss. A few years ago, I was working in a casino that was having some management issues. The casino manager was switching out bosses, trying to find one who could help them win more. For reference, dealers make tips, rely on them to pay our bills. Just like waiters and waitresses, we make crappy wages. It's in our best interest to make people happy. They're more likely to tip us. 
We get this boss who tries to be a smart butt, but while he can dish it, he can't take it. He gets angry if I respond back to him as he talks to me. Anyway, one day he comes up with a rule where when dealing craps, he wants to be able to hear the stick calls from the other side of the pit. Cue malicious compliance. In a bigger casino, I can be heard on New Year's Eve from across the casino. I can be super loud. So, per his request, I start making all my stick calls so he can hear it from anywhere, even in the back of the casino near the employee entrance to the public area. No one really says much about this, till one day the casino manager wants to watch the craps game and sits box, he sits at the craps table to watch the action. I of course am doing my normal loud spiel. When asked about it, I let him know that the shift boss instructed me to do this. After the casino manager talked to the shift boss, not only was I told he no longer needed me to be heard that loudly, but said shift boss goes back to the sister casino, losing his temporary promotion. This just goes to show that sometimes all you have to do to get your way is make enough of an annoyance. They might hate you for being annoying, but shoot, what you want might be easy enough to give to you that they're willing to do that to shut you up. Our next story is, you want three pounds, you'll get three pounds. Just a note, this is going to be short, and not as good as some of the stories on the sub, but I thought I had to post it anyways, because a customer got exactly what they wanted. Anyways, I work in the meat department at a regionalized grocery store. At our store, the meat department and the seafood department are right next to each other, so if the person working the seafood counter is on break, then a person at meat covers for them and vice versa. The person working the seafood counter was on break, so a customer walks up to the counter. I go up to them with the usual, Hi, how are you today? What can I get for you? Etc. So, the customer wants three pounds of salmon. I say no problem. I go grab a filet, weigh it to price it, and it comes out to about 2.90 pounds. I forgot the exact amount, it was over 2.85, but below 2.95, and I say that that's okay. Now most of the time the customer will go, that's fine. I go price it up and go back to what I was doing. Not this customer. I said 3 pounds, I want 3 pounds. Cue malicious compliance. Okay sir, if you want 3 pounds, you'll get 3 pounds. So I go get another salmon filet from the case, cut off a sliver of it, so little that you can't cook it, you can barely give it to your pet, it's basically gonna get thrown out, but that sliver of salmon came out to 3 pounds. So was it worth it for the extra 2 bucks he spent? The weirdest thing is like I don't understand why they're so upset about this, like you could go over the 3 pounds, but the thing is, you're being charged by the weight of the item. So it's not like this person can justifiably be saying, oh, you're scamming me out here. It's like, no, you're literally getting 2.90 pounds and you're paying for only 2.90 pounds. Our next story is, take a seat? Sure. Back in 12th grade, I used to take the bus to school during winter when it was freezing and I didn't want to risk a crash with my bike. Coincidentally, a friend of mine was always using the same bus to get to school. And as friends do, we like to talk with each other during the ride. One day the bus was especially packed, and as I entered at one of the last stations before school, my friend and I were stuck standing in the passage right behind the driver's seat, happily talking. 
At one point, the bus driver angrily asked me, and specifically me, to go and take a seat since our talking annoyed him a lot. As it happens, the two seats right behind the driver were filled by an elementary kid in his giant backpack, so I simply asked the kid if they could take their backpack onto their lap, which they did. I sat down right behind the driver and continued talking with my friend. After all, I was just asked to take a seat somewhere and only I got asked. In hindsight, it was probably crappy teenage behavior, but in a bus filled to the brink by loudly talking school kids, getting singled out was just ridiculous. There was no fallout though. As I said, I got on at one of the last stops before school, so the driver only had to tolerate my insufferable talking for a total of 10 minutes top. While growing up, I was always a bus rider, and I never understood the behavior of bus drivers to be so strict when kids are talking. Like, I get it if kids are, like, legitimately yelling or whatever, but I never understood the ones that want, like, just a low level of talking or, like, almost near silence. Like, why? What what does it matter? Can you not hear the traffic outside well enough? I mean, I don't know. I guess they got radios. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.